kids are, are curious creatures and if they see something that's different from themselves and they don't understand it, they could be fearful of it. So it is, mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of um, teachers are starting, or not a lot, but a good handful of teachers are starting to buy these toys to have in their classrooms. Um, and I think that's wonderful because it, it really is, it just, it's starting the conversation and it's providing like a safe and comfortable environment for kids to learn and ask questions. Welcome to Complex Conversations brought to you by the Blue Bee Collective. I'm your host, Chastity Short, and I'm so glad you're here. Complex Conversations and the Blue Bee Collective exist to provide education, advocacy, and empowerment to families living lives with medically complex children. Today, we are joined by Mary Jenner of The Butterfly Pig. She is the founder and owner, and The Butterfly Pig creates medical play devices that are exact replicas of real medical equipment. She has everything from hearing aids and cochlear implants to canes for the blind, halos, feeding pumps, trachs with ventilators, anything you can imagine. Mary either already has it or she's in the process of creating it. And just in time for the holidays, she also has devices that go along with the Elf on the Shelf, including its very own feeding pump and candy cane formula bag. Because let's face it, we know that candy canes are one of the four major food groups. So please go to the show notes today, visit her site, and get those orders in as soon as possible so she can get them shipped out just in time for the holidays. We're so happy to talk to Mary, and I'm so happy you're here. Mary, thanks so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have you. You're one of my very favorite accounts on Instagram, and I love seeing all the new stuff you come out with. So can you start by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So um, I am on here because I own the company, The Butterfly Pig, and we make toy medical devices to aid in play therapy in the home and at the hospital. And how I came about opening this company um, is because I'm a nurse and I started my career in pediatric oncology and I always found it to be so much easier to do procedures on the kids when they understood what was going on and they were involved in their care. So I would do that by teaching them with our stuffed animals. So that's kind of where the whole idea came to fruition that we need more toys for the medical field. That's, it's so needed. So I worked at a pediatric hospital for 15 years and um, we, they, they had some play things. And then when I had my own kid with special needs, I kind of made my own trach babies and G button dolls and, uh, you know, use some actual real medical equipment that if we had extra or whatever that kids could play with. But when I came across your account and everything's miniature and doll sized, (laughs) I was like, oh, this is what we've all been looking for. It's so amazing. So can you tell us what kind of stuff you have? Yeah. So it started with just the smaller items like hearing aids, cochlear implants, and continuous glucose monitors. And um, at that point, I was making it out of clay. So it was a little hard to do for the demand we were getting. So then once we switched over to 3D printing, that kind of opened up the realm of possibilities. So we have, um, I have a lot of the stuff behind me, as you can see, we have um, feeding pumps, AAC tablets, orthotics, like AFOs, SMOs. We have bigger items like echo machines. We have cast saws. We have over, I think we have 63 or 64 different devices now. And we're, they're wow. counting. We have. I think every couple of weeks we come out with a new one. 
That's the, such the cool thing about your company is just when I think, well, man, she's got it covered. You put something yeah. else out that I'm like, I would have never thought of that. And you're yeah. so good about representation along the continuum of kiddos who have medical issues. So yeah. what sizes like your hearing aids and cochlear implants and that sort of stuff, what size dolls are those meant for? They are, they fit um, like baby dolls up to American Girl dolls. Those uh, all seem to have the same size ears. So okay. uh, most of these devices I would say would be like 13 inch to 18 inch dolls. Um, okay. Except like Barbies, since they're so small, those um, we're actually coming out with a separate line of stuff. So we have like a scoliosis back brace for Barbies and the ear defenders. Um, but like the hearing aids and stuff don't work on those right now. But um, yeah, so it's mainly like baby dolls to American girl size dolls. Yeah, that's perfect. And that's just the right size too for a lot of kiddos who don't maybe don't have the best dexterity in their hands to be able to handle, you know, um, with those sizes. So yeah, so, and it works on a lot of stuffed animals too around that oh, same yeah. size. Yeah, I've we seen have a you lot of sewable items. items. <laughs> and you also yeah. have stuff for your elf on the shelves. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes. Tell me we about do. that. Yeah, I actually, oh, here's one of the elves. Um, <laughs> we have the elf on the shelf um, ear defenders. We have a Christmas feeding pump, which I do have up on the free arm right there. Um, and it has little candy canes that connect into it. Because in the movie Elf, candy canes are one of the five major food groups. Yes. <laughs> so um, we have that. And then we have a little elf-sized AAC and the scoliosis back brace for those too. So that oh was my new this year. That is so cool. I love that yeah. so much. And just the feeding pumps that the kids can, you know, when, when I think of like uh, medical play, I always think of trauma. But mm -hmm. really just representation. So even if a kiddo right. doesn't have any medical issues, just so they can, I think part of like my passion and what I want to do is to make disability normal. You know, right. I want everyone to know how to come up to somebody with a disability and treat them like they would treat everybody else. And these exactly. toys are perfect because it normalizes the way other people communicate or hear or eat. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it helps build the foundation of like just embracing other people's differences. So if kids can be introduced to medical differences early on, then it's not so different to them. It's, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of normalizing that. It's, I, I think this needs to be everywhere, in every hospital, in every school. Um, so I've told the story before, but when my son was in school, I would go every year and do a presentation to his grade. And so like, um, I think the last year I did it, I think he was maybe in third grade. And so all the third graders came to the library and I had given trachs. I drilled holes in the necks of all our baby dolls. And so every oh, baby doll yeah. had a trach. And then when he would need a new G button, I would wash the old one really, really well, sterilize it and then put mm -hmm. it in the doll. And I let the whole class come and touch the trachs and suction the trachs and you know, do mm -hmm. all that stuff. And that opened up so much communication and acceptance and broke down so many barriers because they weren't scared yeah. of that thing in his neck. And right. I think that's why I'm so excited about the butterfly pig and what you're doing yeah. with that, because I have that personal experience. Right. And like kids are, are curious creatures. And if they see something that's different from themselves and they don't understand it, they could be fearful of it. So it is... <laughs> I've noticed a lot of um, teachers are starting, or not a lot, but a good handful of teachers are starting to buy these toys to have in their classrooms. 
Um, and I think that's wonderful because it, it really is, it just, it's starting the conversation and it's providing like a safe and comfortable environment for kids to learn and ask questions. And yeah, it mm -hmm. really just helps facilitate those conversations. Well, and not being put on the spot. So a lot of times we'd be mm -hmm. out in public and a kid's curious and he wants to know why does that other kid look like that? Why is he sitting in that chair? Yeah. And the parents are mortified because they don't know how to handle it. So I think mm -hmm. even having these toys where the parents can experience, oh, I've never seen a hearing aid up close. This is a toy, but let right. me be able to examine it so I can feel comfortable with it and know what to say to my own kid. Right. It, it, it definitely helps. Because I know my daughter, she asks what everything is. And I think it does, playing with a toy, you're not put on the spot. So it is it's much easier to think, okay, how do I explain what this is without like going over their head or, you know, using language they won't understand. And so it's been kind of challenging for me to try to figure out how to like educate my own daughter. And it's really neat because she, she just, she absorbs so much more than I thought that a four-year-old could. Like, I feel like she knows about every single disability possible right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really helpful. I mean, you're equipping her so well. So when she's in the playground and she's a kid with a cochlear implant, She's not mm -hmm. going to care. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. My doll has one. Now let's go go down yes. the slide. It's yeah, not she actually, be she gets excited, too, when she sees stuff. She's like, oh, hey, he has a back brace. And then she'll just go on with her day. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's kind of neat that yeah, she just excited sees a kid on a feeding it. pump. And she's like, our yeah. elf has a feeding pump. And they're like, what? Right. And they'll be like, <laughs> <"Here."> <laughs> yep. That's really cool. So yeah. what is the... Um, I guess the hottest item that you have right now that what, what you've That's sold the most of or that you're selling question. the most of? I would say right now, just because we're so close to the holidays, it's the elf uh, feeding pump because people are just trying to get that before Christmas. Um, so that's probably the most popular. That line, um, even the other non-holiday feeding pumps are probably the most popular because um, Moog, the brand that makes the Infinity pumps, they actually provided me with the license to use their exact logo and everything. So that it looks almost identical to their feeding pumps. And I think a lot of people like that about it. And the little fruit feeding bags are pretty cute too. So that's probably my favorite too. So definitely the feeding pump line is our most popular. Yeah. When I first saw the feeding pumps and, you know, anybody that has a kid on, on a pump, you know, it's, I don't, it's, it's a different experience. And I first saw it, I was like, how did she get it to look exactly the same? I was, yeah. so I'm glad <laughs> it's a licensing thing. I, I didn't even think about that. Of course, you know, yeah. the, the, um, it, before when I first did it, I changed the words instead of infinity, it was dolphinity. And they actually were the ones to reach out and they said, we kind of, we like this. We want you to use our name. So it was a really neat process. That's, that's, that's really cool. My, probably my favorite thing is like making the stickers and screens to try to look exactly like it. I love doing that type of stuff. It's fun. <laughs> so um, you just saw the need and you just decided to do it. Like you just saw this was a need and you started making it out of clay. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. It was so I've that sounds always, tedious. I know. I even when I was going into nursing, I knew I'd want to do something creative on the side because I feel like I I don't know, I've just I've always had that desire. I just didn't know what. And so once I was in nursing and then I saw this need, I'm like, hey gosh, I don't even know how to start this process. But um mid-pandemic on maternity leave, I had more time. I was at home with my daughter and I'm like, gosh, I like 
what could I do to kind of start this idea? And so I just started making out of clay because there was somebody asking for a cochlear implant to match her daughter's doll. And then the request started coming in and I'm like, yes, this could be a thing. So then I invested in 3D printers and started trying to teach myself CAD software. Now my dad, a retired engineer, is helping me with the designs because oh, it's perfect. funny. Even the stuff that I was designing, he'll even go back now and the steps it took me to make one thing, you can scroll and see it. It takes me so long to design one thing. So I'm, I'm not an engineer by train, but um, it, he he's much faster at it now. So yeah, I, I just, yeah. I saw that and I just started making the designs and there, I, every single design we have is made per the request of a parent or a like hospital child life specialist. So that's how we, we have like, maybe 30 or 40 designs in our um, queue that we still need to make. And I keep adding to it as people send in requests. So we're constantly pumping out new stuff. So you do the printing at your house then? I did actually. So I just in September, we finally, where I am now is um, a thousand square foot place. that's just like five minutes away from my house, thankfully. Because um, before we had 12 printers in our house. That's and a lot. And they're not super loud, but they were in my husband's office and he works from home. So oh, it was no. kind of a lot. <laughs> and then um, I once I realized I needed people to help, um, like pack orders and stuff, I didn't, it just didn't work with having them come to my house. So we started looking for a space. And in September, we got this thousand square foot space and we filled it up. I didn't realize how much stuff we had at our house. <laughs> it was like our whole entire garage was full of it. <laughs> All of a sudden, you got a giant house because everything got, was out of it, and you had room to actually live. Well, in. that's already filled up again. Toys, <laughs> like it just we just reshifted things around. Yeah, it it seems like you're growing really fast, and you're working really hard to meet the demands that that are kind of being placed on you and the new ideas. I love that you get your ideas from from parents, you know, mm -hmm. from child life specialists too, but from parents that yeah. are like, "We have this. Can you?" And you have canes, also, don't you? Yes. Yeah, we have the folding long canes and mm -hmm. um, we have derby canes too. So yeah, in all the requests, I all come up with ideas that I think would be great, but I who knows if it would even help anybody. So I really just wait until somebody requests and like, I would feel weird putting what I think would be a great design in front of somebody who actually needs something. So that's why we go just off the design queue right now. So it's yeah. really just whatever people have been asking for. I mean, it's a it's a perfect model. I mean, really, yeah. this is something that I think should be in every house, every doctor's office, yeah. every therapy clinic, every pediatric right. hospital. Um, I can't think of a place it wouldn't be beneficial. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's I. It, it's funny that it hasn't been a thing yet, because like now that we're so deep into this process, we're just like how come this hasn't been done before? But mm -hmm. then with the medical field, the devices are changing all the time. There's like event that we designed, I guess, just got recalled in real life. So we're like, okay, now we got to design a new event. So yeah. it's like, there's, it, there's constant changing. So I see why other like toy companies haven't been able to do it. So it's, yeah, it's really opened up a unique area for us to kind of champion in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Their manufacturing process is probably like the Titanic, where you're more like yeah. a speedboat. You can move right. as you need to. 
yeah, they, they do really like injection can't. molding, and yeah, they once they are set on a design, they're stuck on it. Whereas, um, it's been nice because we'll design something, and then if a customer is like, "Hey, this is a little hard to open" or something, we can just change it right away and then fix. So it's it's really neat that we've been able to um, just kind of adjust as needed and improve on the products too. And what's been your favorite design so far? If you, do you or if you have one. You know, um, there's a couple because I did, I would say the feeding uh, pump was probably my favorite because I love the little feeding bags. Um, but I also really like the nebulizer bears because those have little masks um, that you can put in it. And I, I just think the nebulizer bears are super cute. And the halo, the neck brace, that was one um, that was on our list for months. And with everything, I don't ever delete anything off our queue, but like with that one, when I first put it on there, I'm like, there's no way we're going to be able to make a halo. This is way too intricate. Like, I don't know how we're going to be able to make it. But then as we get more experience and we're doing designs, we're like, wait a minute, like that material we used with that one, we could use. So we're able to make more complex designs. So when we finally made the halo, I was so excited because it was something when I first put it on the queue, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. <laughs> And so that's one of my favorite ones just recently, but yeah, really excited. Well, about and that's, it. that's a representation. I think that, you know, working at a pediatric hospital, lots of kids have halos, but you don't see mm -hmm. a lot of halos out in public. So those kids that do right. have it, I'm sure that is just their favorite thing because they're like, Oh, look, someone else looks like me with this, you know, these rods around right. my head and screwed into yeah. my head. Um, oh, what was I going to say? So Tell us a little bit. So you have the feeding pump, you have the halo, you have the AAC devices, hearing aids, cochlear implants. What am I missing? Oh, gosh. Um, so we have central lines, like PIC lines, Hickman Broviac ports. We have an Omaya reservoir where there's um, kind of like a port underneath the um, skin of the head that goes into the intrathecal space for um, different infusions like chemo or different types of things. Um, we have syringe infusion pumps, um, for like immunotherapy at home. There's, um, forearm crutches. We have all the hearing devices, um, and cardiac stuff, pulse socks, cardiac monitor. We just designed, a, um, the implanted like cardioverter device. And then we have diabetes stuff. We have medication pens, glucose monitors, insulin pumps. There's so much. <laughs> so we're trying to get all the different kind of main categories. Um, yeah, and then we mm -hmm. have like the vent, inhaler, CPAP mask, oxygen tank. It's just, yeah, I could go on. <laughs> oh, it yeah. makes me so happy. Um, yeah. Do you have a trach yet? We do. We do have a little trach. It's um, a trach with ribbons so you can tie it on. So it can be oh, okay. um, tied awesome. on. It can either be tied on to like a hard body dollar stuffed animal, or there's also two little holes. So it could be sewn onto a stuffed animal or soft doll as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So people aren't having to use, use tricks like I did. <laughs> right. Like, I know. Back and, in the day. The trachs that we have, um, it actually can connect to the ventilator as well. And then we're working on getting it to connect to some other things too. So we're oh my, that's so cool. Try to make everything like work together. So like mm -hmm. the G tube we have opens and the feeding pump plugs into it. 
So we're trying to make it all like very hands-on for the kids to play with. What are some, um, have you gotten testimonials from parents or anything that motivates you to keep going? If you're like, this is maybe too much. Oh, yeah. And then, you, you know, you get that testimonial come in and you're like, nope, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought it was too much. Um, especially because we opened in 2020 and I was still doing nursing until April of this year. So it was almost three years. This was like a side hobby for me and it was way too much to do with nursing. So then in April, I started focusing on this full time, but even I would say everybody that has been a customer of ours is just so nice and we get so much good feedback. I I'm pretty bad about saving the feedback to like look back on, but I've gotten so many tags on Instagram and stuff of like their kids opening the gifts and just like long messages, even before they get the items. Sometimes I'll just get like an email, just how excited they are to finally find our company. So all of that keeps us going. It is so nice to, to, see that we actually are making an impact mm -hmm. and I'm the one that's in charge of the social media but I do have my dad's a big part of the business now in helping design everything so I've been sharing it with him because he doesn't get to see that normally and so that's always really neat for him to see now that like what we're doing is making a difference so mm -hmm. even though it's like very time consuming like it's it's doing good things out there <laughs> it's very very important I mean I can honestly yeah. see this blowing up where you're going to be in a 10,000 yeah. square foot space in no time, have employees. <laughs> like I can see this once the hospitals and those, you know, once they get wind of what you're doing, it's so important. And it yeah. may seem, you know, silly to some people listening like, oh, she makes toys. No, no, no. Right. These are not toys. This is yeah. so important for, I mean, so much of the bigger, you know, uh, the bigger picture of the representation or mm -hmm. even like anytime my son would be in the hospital and he'd get a, a new thing, like he got an ileostomy mm -hmm. and working with child life. And she brought in an ileostomy bag, but you know, mm -hmm. they can't waste resources. So they weren't yeah. able to, the bag was too big for the doll. And you know what I mean? Like if we had yeah. a doll size where they could on their own time without the child life specialist kind of staring at them, explore right. it. Cause that's a really scary thing, right? For a lot of kids. Yeah. And um, yeah, once, once this, once people get wind of this, it's over sister. So I know. They, you think you're tired now. I think you're going to get a lot I more know. tired. We, uh, yeah, we have a couple hospitals that we're vendors with now. So the child life specialists are making routine orders. And then um, we're in the works of possibly partnering with um uh, several different clinical trials where they want to provide the toys to the clinical trial participants to help kind of ease anxiety in the children. So mm -hmm. there are um, definitely in the medical field, more people are becoming aware of us and wanting to provide it to their patients. And I think that's wonderful. So it's, yeah, we're just going wherever the wind blows us because I don't know where it's going to go from here. <laughs> that's always the best thing, right? You're like, uh, we're just going. We're waking yeah. up every day and get new orders. Um, yeah. Have you, since you have the plastic that you make the feeding bags out of, have you considered mm -hmm. making an ostomy bag? Yes. So that has been, I had an ostomy bag once upon a time that I made. 
and it was very time consuming. So um, we are trying to revamp the process. Right now, the thing we use for the feeding bag is like a, um, so it's the, the clear vinyl, but it's a straight line that um, seals it. So right now we can only do straight lines, but I did find a company that will make a custom like sealer. So I'm trying to figure out how we can do that to get a more like ostomy bag type shape. Because I think that would probably be the best way to go about it. I just, I wanted like that tan color too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm having a hard time finding a material that that would, uh, that would be able to like heat press that's still Did kind you? of the color of ostomy bags. So yeah. I'm looking into it. <laughs> well, you could also do clear and put candy canes in it for Christmas. Candy canes in, candy canes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I know. uh, That's definitely in our design queue, and it's something I go back to frequently to try to work on and figure out how we're going to be able to do it and reproduce it. That makes me happy it's in your design queue. Yes. That's my request, but it's already there, so. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, Yeah, and and I um, definitely want to make a stoma. Because I think a little stoma button. Oh, what is that? Like the the actual. Yes. Yeah, and like make it so it can be sewn on a stuffed animal but I was like I can't release the stoma without a bag because then the kids are going to be like oh no they're going to poop everywhere (laughs) so I need to figure that out together yeah I thought you said spilma I was like I've never heard of a spilma what's that stoma I'm congested so my (laughs) yeah no that's great yeah I mean a lot of the siblings of kiddos with you know these medical issues too they get so involved in the care like my two sons they would help sometimes but not really um, but my daughter, she was little, but she loved helping changing the ostomy bag and feeding yeah. and even trait care, oh, booty she might care. Be a nurse when she's older. Well, yeah, she's she's in high school now, and she's <laughs> oh, yeah. she's wanting to be a PA. So um, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, I was like, well, you have you actually know more than most nursing students. I'll tell you because oh, yeah. you've had hands on for so long. Um, yeah. But yeah, having stuff like that would be. And she would, you know, when I would be feeding him, she would bring her baby doll out with her G button and she would feed her baby. Oh, and uh, yeah. it's just, it's just such a beautiful way to grow up. Uh, I think honestly for mm-hmm. siblings that have complex siblings, I think it yes. is, it can be a difficult way to grow up. It's very atypical. It's different, but it can be such a beautiful way. And I feel like these yes. things that you're producing, it just aids that whole process so much. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I love seeing all that on, cause now, um, with this company, I'm following so many accounts across social media of children with complex medical needs. And it is, mm-hmm. it's really neat to see the sibling involvement for sure. And I've heard that a lot of just like how much it's helped those siblings grow and just become such an understanding people too. Mm-hmm. Well, and they internalize what's happening around them through play. That's how children mm-hmm. learn and grow and, yeah. you know, kind of figure out life is through play. And it's just yeah. vital. It really is. And I think if a kid can't freely and safely explore those ideas and what's happening around them in play, it's right. going to internalize into trauma or, you know, exactly. a- a- other things that will have negative effects in the end. Well, that I just recently learned that not every hospital has a child life department. I don't know why that was news to me, but I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, like all these kids that don't even have access to child life in the hospital, 
who's encouraging the play and like helping them understand what's going on. So that's, yeah, I, I, there's a big need for more child life specialists out there too. So yeah. There. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, a really good friend who's a child life specialist that I worked with when we were at the hospital together and now we, she has a private practice. And so we, we work together okay. in our private businesses and um, that's what she was saying. She's like the places where people can go to do their hours to become a child life specialist are so few. It's really oh, yeah. this kind of pigeonholed, you know, community and every pediatric hospital needs to have a child life department. I don't yeah. understand how you can do because the same things you do to adults, you do to children. They're painful. Mm -hmm. You know, they take a long time. There's a lot yeah. of trauma involved. And if in the, I mean, the nurses do their best, I know, but they're also having to do their nursing jobs. Yeah. And like in nursing, you don't learn how to like make it kid friendly. That's not taught because nursing school is nursing school. They're not, you get a class on peds, but it's not like this is how you make something less scary. It's just in, uh, like even in pediatric oncology, like I can't tell you how many times for like accessing a port, they just say, okay, just wrap them in a blanket and hold them down. And, and it's just like, oh, like if you just explain to them, like it was just so hard to see that because typically if you were able to explain to them what the process was going to be like, they have the numbing cream on, like if they could practice it on their stuffed animal, like it would be so much less intimidating for them. But like coming back time and time again, it is, it's traumatizing to them. So just getting their port accessed over and over without anybody there to help guide them through in like a kid friendly way, it was really heartbreaking to see. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. having that play, not only to prepare for the, traumatic event or the, the, you know, I'm not, I don't want to assign trauma to it, but to prepare right. the, for the event that's uncomfortable or painful, but then yeah. also having the freedom to, to act that out afterwards to deal yes. with that. I really didn't like that. That made me sad and scared and it hurt me. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to now to act this out in kind of the safe way with these yeah. tools to help me really kind of internalize what's happening. Yeah. You know, rather than it being, I was hurt and now I'm terrified, yes. you know, because you're right. going to have to get accessed again. That's just the way the treatment goes. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely I, to help process it. I was lucky enough where I worked, it was very family centered and child centered. And they had a huge team of um, child life specialists. And we, you know, we worked with them a lot with my own son. And then I, I worked with them because I did wound and burn care there for a long time. Oh, yeah. And so they would come in during wound care. And I would totally just get in my zone of like, this yeah. is what I'm treating. And then that child life specialist would come in and yeah. bring everything full picture. And she would often, you know, I would realize, okay, there's a human connected to this wound. Like, I know that I'm a mother right. and, you know, but they probably such a vital role um, maybe that's what we should do. We'll just start getting child life specialists at every pediatric hospital and then they can yeah. go with you and get all your stuff and it'll be great. Yeah. I, um, I did a pediatric burns for a little while too. You and did? that hospital, I don't know, because I only worked there for like seven months and I don't know if they didn't have child life. But on my unit, they didn't come up there, but it was the ICU. So I wonder if it's because the kids were mainly like on fentanyl. So they weren't really aware. But still, that would have been so helpful to have them there, especially during the moon mm -hmm. changes. Yeah, absolutely. Changes, but, it's crazy yeah. to me. 
I, I didn't think about that. I, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's crazy to me that most, you know, a lot of hospitals don't have that. Um, right. So I know you've worked with Infinity Pumps. Is there any mm-hmm. other big brands that you've reached out to or they've reached out to you to work about making uh, the doll sizes of their equipment? Um, the only, I've been pretty bad about reaching out to people just because I don't have that much time. That's on my list. I, I want to reach out to a lot more. Um, but Free Arm, the, um, are you familiar with Free Arm? I'm not. Oh my gosh. It's, I wish I had the real one here. Um, because Free Arm is, it's like a mobile IV pole. So they reached out to me and, um, Misty is the owner of the company. She, um, asked us if we'd be able to make a toy size, uh, of hers. So that's the only other one that like reached out, but it's, um, there, of course you need to see theirs. This is just a toy, but <laughs> it's like a mobile IV pole that's bendy. So it connects to like any surface and she even has it where it can connect to backpacks and things. So it, it's pretty cool. So that's the other company that, um, we've reached out with and, um, have like a partnership with to make their product. That's great. Okay. So I'm gonna, would it be okay if I ask you to take some stuff down the wall, down from the wall and show us? Yeah, of course. Is there anything specifically? So right now, if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and switch to the mode where you can see the video. You just exit car mode, or you can go over to YouTube. We're at minute 31. (laughs) I guess there'll be a little bit, a little bit more with the, um, once I add the intro here. And so I I want everyone to be able to see some of these toys because they're really, really impressive with how lifelike they are. Um, yeah, show us an AAC device, maybe hearing aid. I wonder if this will let me. have it like it might be secure it's not coming off but that's um, okay like here's um this is like the echo machine and it actually does have a little uh, ball that spins because that's i know a lot of kids like watching that part of the procedure in this so they can um put the little probe on their stuffed animal and it has different screens um like ultrasound screens too for kids that get ultrasounds um we for our pulse oximeter here um, it even, it fits on most doll fingers and it actually does like open too. So That's that so cool. opens up. I, there's a lot of interactive stuff. Um, the kangaroo pump, we actually made um, to open up and kind of look like the real thing with like the thumb tab. So um, it's able to be loaded kind of like the, the real device. Um, can you show us that one more time, but bring that up and kind of hold it still so we can see it. So here's the inside of it. And then these are like the connectors. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're not listening right now, a feeding pump is basically a plastic box and it has these moving, like kind of like a moving gear inside that pushes the food through the tube that's connected to the belly where the child's getting fed. And so she's been able to make the toy so that it has these moving, these parts on the inside uh, that are interactive for the kids. So they can load the feed up just like the mom or the nurse loads the feed up. Yeah. And then here's a um, bone anchored hearing aid headband. And um, here's our infusion pump, which opens up and, um, this is like our little bag of pretend IV fluids. 
and connected to it is our Hickman Broviac line right now. And the clave actually unscrews. This part is a little softer material. So if a younger kid can't do the screwing motion, they could just push it in too. Okay. And so then that, um, um, yeah. the kiddos who need different medicines infused right into, um, well, there's central ports, so there's pick lines. If an IV isn't strong enough to hold the medicine that they're getting or the volume or the toxicity of the medicine they're getting, then they'll have a central line put in their chest or in their arm. They'll have a pick line. And so they'll connect these different, um, like she said, the, the Broviac, there, there are these different lines that they put in there to put different medicines in. So they even have not just regular IVs, but they have actual that's really cool. Actual yeah. central line tubes. And here's a, this is a port. So typically with a child, the port would be under the skin, but for teaching purposes, it would just be sewn on top of a, a soft dollar stuffed animal. And this is the little pretend needle with a clave on the end. They can screw into the infusion pump and it just pops right in there. Awesome. So and the, the clave is what attaches that little line to the, the line with the medicine, right? It's kind of yes. like the little screw yeah. port. And then let me, I'm going to take the headphones off while I grab a couple others. Okay. So hopefully you guys can see right now, if you're, if you're um, just listening, she's got a whole board behind her. She has a really cute little halo. Um, kiddos who have unstabilized cervical spines from surgeries or accidents, they'll sometimes, a halo is the metal thing that goes around your head and it will screw into your skull bones and it, it kind of holds everything still to give your neck a chance to heal. So she's grabbing all kinds of stuff right now. She also has earphones um, that you would be for play for kiddos with like sensory issues or kids on the spectrum. I see some AAC tablets. We've talked about that before on the podcast, but that's basically a communication device for kiddos who are nonverbal um, and they can use that to help communicate with, with other people. Okay, she's back. And so I have, this is our inhaler and spacer. Um, and the inhaler pushes down. So a lot That's of kids really like cool. to play with that one. So not just for medically complex kids, just kiddos who have <laughs> asthma too. Okay, yes. perfect. Um, there's a urinary bag. Um, so this, it ha comes with a little Velcro strap. So it could be strapped around the leg of the stuffed animal or doll. And then, um, yeah, and, and it even disconnects. So... Um, like the, some kids, I guess, wouldn't have to be connected to it all the time. So this part can just, uh, be in their stuffed animal or doll. And then when they need it, they could connect it to the bag. Okay. So this is a catheter for kiddos who aren't able to urinate the regular way. Sometimes they'll be cathed, um, or lines, you know, put into their urethra to collect the urine. Uh, my son actually had this. I would have loved that toy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's a bag sometimes for, for kiddos in chairs or people in chairs that it'll strap on their leg to help give a place for the urine to drain. So, so some yeah. of the stuff might sound like, ooh, that's kind of gross, but this is real life for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so we're not going to shy away and be scared because it's quote unquote gross because everyone pees and some people yeah. just pee in a bag. <laughs> yep. And here's the uh, halo I was talking about earlier. Oh my um, gosh, that is so cute. I know. And it, it, so it has Velcro, so it can fit on a variety of sizes. And then, um, yeah, it kind of pops in and out to assemble it or to put it on the doll. So it's actually, it's, yeah, pretty simple and flexible. So it can fit different sizes. So it is, yeah, this normally um, in real life, this would be drilled into the head. But of mm -hmm. course, we're not going to do that to the stuffed animal or doll. It's kind of difficult. So it just has that appearance. 
Well, if I had the halo, it would definitely have been drilled in because I drilled holes in all of our dolls oh, yeah. for the trachea. Yeah. So your your instructions, get a quarter inch drill bit. and Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, pondered that idea before and I was like, I don't know if people would do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a, a chest tube drain. So this part has little holes on it so it can be sewn into the side of a stuffed animal or doll. And then it even has the little kickstand. So a lot of kids... Oh, I didn't know you had that. Yeah, this one's kind of new. This was actually per the request of um, the mom of the boy with the hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Um, She was talking about how this is really hard in the hospitals after surgeries because it's so uncomfortable for kids to have these uh, hooked up to them. But often if they have buildup of fluid, they need the, the drains. So this way their little stuffed animal or doll could match them now. That's so cool. I would have never thought to make a to make that. Yeah. Here's a one of the folding long canes. It does fold. So we have that. Um and we have them in a couple different um when it's striped like this, I believe that's when they have um when they're deaf and blind. Um okay. so then they they have like different meanings. The red on the bottom is low but some usable vision. And then the all white is completely blind. All right. So these are like little miniature walking, uh, not walking canes, but canes for people with visual impairment or who are blind that their little dolls can use. And then we also, this was for Shriners, actually. They requested a cast saw because this is kind of an intimidating procedure. Mm -hmm. So um, we made it where it makes sound. So it kind of helps desensitize prior to the... um, the sobbing or the cast being taken off in the pop tube makes it a little extra fun to play with. And the cast um, that you get with it, it actually has a little groove. So when they pretend to saw it, it pops off. So that's, that's another great. fun interactive one. And we have, um, this is the ventilator. And this, it's actually, although it, this connects to the trach, if you get the trach option, this is the ETT. Um, the endotracheal mm-hmm. tube. So if they have it um, like a tube that goes in their mouth and down their throat, the parent that requested this, their kid didn't have it anymore, but to process like the the trauma she felt going through that um, after an accident, they wanted this for the stuffed animal. Um, so a, a, a little trach with a ventilator that attaches to it. Yeah. And then there's, we also have an oxygen tank with um, a little nasal cannula. So. <laughs> You can wrap around the ears and this part slides so it can be fit to different size heads. So this is a it's cute so one. It's so cute. looks just like I a real oxygen it. tank. Yep. And then here's the nebulizer I mentioned earlier that I really like. Because um, so, we made it to look, they actually have a little blue bear nebulizer. So um, we thought this would be a cute option. And a lot of the masks um, in real life come with little animals on them. So we have a few different animal options, and there's a couple different masks. So you can even swap out the masks if you wanted to do different ones. To get breathing um, treatments, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that. and, and, and yeah. you could uh, you could use that with the trach kit too, because we would give yes. breathing treatments. I right? know. I was put the mask yep. over the trach. Oh yeah, and then we have um, a walker. That was the other one I grabbed. Oh, I was going to ask about that if you had a walker. Yeah, so this one, it's, and it's uh, pink. 
Yeah, it does come in silver too, but this is my favorite color of it. So yeah. Do you have any yeah. plans to make a wheelchair? Or is that, we actually that seems did really make one. intricate. Oh, you did. I'm, look, I'm looking at it on the shelf right now. Um, we made one and it, the hard part is because there's so many different pieces and it is so intricate. Um, it was hard shipping it long distances. So right now we've kind of tabled it and we're trying to figure out a way to make it stronger or what we can do to it because it did not like the, you know, rustle and bustle of shipping. So mm -hmm. uh, we have to figure that out before we can release it again. But we did make one. <laughs> well, you're doing amazing work. Do you have anything that you'd like to say before we hop off? Um, You know, I just, I, even if people don't have a need for our toys, um, just sharing about it. Uh, so the people who need them are aware that is hugely important and helpful. So um, yeah, anybody who's listened to this, I just appreciate them taking the time to. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm going to put this, um, this will be out on the 11th. So the cutoff date for USPS shipping for, to get in time for Christmas is the 16th, mm -hmm. right? So if you're listening to this, you need to make your order today before she sells out of everything. Um, I am really, really, there's a lot of accounts that I, I really enjoy, but there's not many that I feel really passionate about. And these, this is one of the companies that I feel very passionate about. As soon as I found y'all, I devoured your whole feed. And, yeah. um, you know, I love to share your stuff because, you know, having both worked in this environment in the hospital and in clinics and in homes of children who are disabled or have complex medical needs. Mm -hmm. And then having my own medically fragile kid and navigating that life with not only him, he couldn't play with these toys, but all his siblings could, all his siblings, mm -hmm. friends, his schoolmates, at, you know, his classmates at school. Um, I feel like it would have made our life so much easier and made him so much more accessible and approachable. So yeah. I couldn't recommend you more, to be honest with no. you. Yeah. Well, thank so, you so much. Yeah, of course. I'm going to put all your links down in the show notes. So please go down there and visit her store and let's keep her really, really busy so that she needs yeah. a time to rest after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for coming on, Mary. And everyone go visit the Butterfly Pig. Until next time. Have a good week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Complex Conversations. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please share this episode and the show itself with your friends who you feel like could benefit from it. And please hit that subscribe or follow button. That'll really help us out. Head on over to bluebeecollective.com to learn all about the brand new Bluebee community. This is a community where we're going to be bringing together parents and caregivers of medically complex children with complex care providers. The goal is to build up an empowered and fierce complex community to help you live your very best life. Thanks again for listening and remember, you're doing great.